Hey, what's up, everyone? You Pastor Toby here. I'm on Twitter at PostMillFeller. PostMill, M-I-L-L, Feller, F-E-L-L-E-R. Just in case, if you're listening to this podcast outside of Twitter, most of your listeners has come from Twitter. So what's up, everyone? Fun-filled week in the Twitter world, right? You've got uh, white Presbyterian Calvinistic slash, well, let me, don't say slash, because that's like, well, and, I should say, independent Bible-believing, soul-winning, cheeseburger, slop gravy-eating, King James-only Baptist fundamentalist out there railing once again on everything there is. See, what was it? John MacArthur, go home. <laughs> I always want to keep saying Paula White, but it's not Paula. It's Beth Moore. Okay? And that whole whole issue there. And then you have these white preachers that want to be thorough and be technical, well, over-technical, overkill on everything. How things should be. Blah, blah, blah. And then Kanye West gives his life to Lord Jesus. You'd think we'd all rejoice, right? Hallelujah. Oh, that's awesome. Somebody who is way up there, has millions and millions of fans, is fired up for Jesus. And you know what I've been seeing from preachers? These, I went to a Bible college and I know it has come out and said, well, we don't think he's truly saved, or I, I don't know, the whole Joel Osteen, he's going to be hanging out with Joel Osteen, and we don't, you know, we don't know if he's truly saved now. You know, you do realize that Kanye is a babe in Christ. You do realize that at one time before your theological Bible training colleges that you have attended, that you were a babe in Christ. And a lot of you are either spoon-fed from day one, that is, that you had parents who were in the faith and you're just biased, or you lived a life that was unpleasing to the Lord, and you got saved, and you, you know, you might have, you, you, at first you were a Baptist, you were independent, then you jumped to Southern, and then you went to Presbyterian, whatever. So, you forget where you come from. What is... What does First uh, Peter two have to say? Like newborn baby, sorry, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that you may, or sorry, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, milk, not meat. A lot of your fathers out there that you first week when you you have your baby one week old did you try to <laughs> feed your child meatloaf <laughs> no um why because there's devastation you want your child to choke you want your newborn baby to choke do, do, do you want to go to prison then why do you do this spiritually towards other Kanye West says he's saved why can't we rejoice from him I'm not saying let's be all naive I'm not, listen, I'm all for grace. Why can't we just have grace? Why can't we keep the gospel and living for Christ just simplistic? 
No, we gotta complicate it. Do you know when Kanye got saved, there was people, there's people right now, I don't say there was, there's people right now who has already wrote him off. Church of Christ says you have to hear the word, believe the word, confess, repent, and then be baptized, immersion, and then you're saved. So that goes for all of us that are not Church of Christ. We're not saved. We just got wet in our baptisms, right? Apostolic says, hold my beer. You don't go far enough there. We believe everything you just said there, but you have to be baptized. After the baptism with water immersed, then you got to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And to prove that, you got to speak in tongues. Other than that, you're not really saved. Or the strict mother Catholic Church. Oh, if you if you're outside of the Catholic Church, you know you're not saved. And I understand not all Catholics believe like that, but I'm just throwing some stuff out there that a lot do. What else? And uh, really staunch, hardcore, independent Baptist fundamentalist. You ain't using the King James. If your wife's wearing pants, if you're not wearing suits, blah 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 blah. You're not right with God. You're never saved in the first place. I've heard it all, people, and it gets on my nerves. Why can't we just keep it as simple as, I don't know, Acts chapter 8? And this will get the King James people going right here because the verse is removed in which I actually want to talk about. It's in a footnote, but it's not actually in there, like the King James, right? But I'll read up to that and then give you the footnote and then read on. So I'll start with verse 34. Acts chapter 8, the eunuch said, sorry, the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? And Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Doesn't sound like, uh, well, I hear good news. I don't, I know, it's kind of vague, I know, and we can speculate, but I, I would say the basics, I guess. No overthinking, no legalism, no 1611 King James here, no you gotta wear suits and all this. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? Now this is where the verse <clears throat> is taken out. Verse 37, some manuscripts include, here Philip said, and I quote, if you believe with all your heart, you may. Eunuch answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Wow. Now, I don't see... I don't see... Well, we, what we still won't see after I continue to read on. Holy Ghost, evidence of tongues. Um... And let me add two acts to make my next statement here. <clears throat> A lot of you know the scripture. It's Romans 10. Turning into it. Takes me a little bit because of the music commentary Bible here. 10, uh, Romans 10, verse 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So, pretty simple, right? <clears throat> if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Wait, I thought I had to be baptized with water. And I thought I had to be baptized in water plus speaking tongues to prove that I have the Holy Ghost. And I thought that I have to... Listen, and I've... I've talked to many Presbyterian preachers who have told me they'll, they'll say, some will go, well, when it comes to salvation, we want to educate as much as we can before they make that big decision. As if you know how much time a person has, by the way. Because that person could die in a car crash after leaving your office or after leaving your church. But you want to take your good old time because you're a control freak. I get it. Then some say, oh yeah, we, we give the gospel, we tell them a little, what we, you know, we, we tell them the good news and any other, any other answer they, they, any questions they may have, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to baptism, they make the newly saved wait. Well, we want to educate you before, this is a big step. Oh. So, salvation wasn't a big step. You confessing the Lord Jesus Christ wasn't a big step. But you're going to really hype up the symbolic nature of baptism. Where it may take months or years. Or, you have to be re-baptized if you're going to join a new church. Or you're going to have letters of good standing from your other church. All this other junk that's not even needed. Let me go back to Acts chapter 8, verse 38. And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Now notice, there wasn't, uh, I don't know, many months of teaching and all this other stuff. It was just, here's some water. All right, well, let's get her done. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. Is this beam me up Scotty from Star Trek or something? And the eunuch did not see him again, but went away, sorry, but went on his way rejoicing. Shouldn't we rejoice? Listen, it's in the Bible, right? And it's, it's in the Bible, don't we rejoice right now for this eunuch? Okay. Now, all you preachers are like, well, yeah, because it's in the Bible, and uh, and uh, you want to re re rejoicing, and it was just a different time, and blah, 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 blah. Kanye gets saved. I don't know if I can rejoice. I don't know what to think. I don't know, because I have... It, all, it, it boils down to this. 
a lot of narrow-minded white people who are preachers, they have lived their own white way. And they see an African-American and it's like a bit eccentric for them. Their lifestyle, a bit eccentric. You know, I, I took a, a couple from Texas one time to the airport. And they kept talking about, and, and I don't think they were racist, but they just act like, you know, like, oh, is there still a lot of black people in this town? I'm like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we went to such and such church before. It was nice, but it was just too black for us. And what she was trying to refer to was is just the eccentric, you know, the the passion, you know. What it's part of me want to say what you don't know how to have a good, you don't know how to have a good time because when I went to Florida and I visited different churches and I visited churches that were predominantly black, you you've seen some people that keep you, they keep it real, passion, personality. I was used to old white white men that are just like boring as all all get out didn't know how to crack up didn't know how to joke didn't have a personality always had to be serious always think we had to repent all day long and lay on our faces and fast and and plead to the lord for what won't you be a good stoic and get off your butt and actually do something with your life instead of just sitting around crying all day for the souls of the people that you're not winning you're just crying to the lord and he hasn't done anything for you or it hasn't done anything for your town because you're too busy talking about it within your four walls or on your Twitter or on your Facebook and you don't actually go out there. Maybe one Presbyterian right now and and I'll hype him up. Give me one. If he's actually went, I'm talking about, let, let me put it this way. I think some of the younger guys are more, the ones that are hip <laughs> probably will do this. But let's take the old, the old Presbyterians, the Calvinists. That that are that are so serious. When'd you go out and visit with the poor African American class? See, you don't know how to relate to them. You don't know how to relate to people, and, and honestly, you don't know how to relate to most people. And these same people, and I can't stand this. I can't stand when a when a pretty white boy preacher or an old white feller preacher, right? That will say some bullcrap like this. Oh. I'm, you know, I'm not shocked that God said Kanye. I'm Kanye West. Kanye West. I keep wanting to say Kanye. Uh, I'm more shocked that he saved me. And I'm thinking to myself, what did you do that surpasses Kanye West's sins? Because some of, some of y'all will say, I got saved when I was four, five, six. So what was you doing that was... Because the way that people say it so passionately and poetically, it's like, oh, I'm the worst sinner there is. Oh, I'm so ungodly. And I deserve a miserable hell and eternal damnation and a lake of fire. So you got saved at five, right? Yeah. So what'd you do? Uh... 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 I once ate two lollipops and I was only supposed to eat one. Whatever. Seriously. I'm not even being facetious there. They'll struggle to find a detail and then they'll say something vague like, 
Well, I didn't listen to my mom one time. I didn't listen to my dad one time. I understand sense and I get it, but don't hype it up as if, oh my goodness, this way you sound like you were a mass murderer, fornicating, you know, like the extreme sense. And a lot of y'all was raised in a Christian household, so I don't know where the the passion comes from, you, you know. Unless, I can understand if you're a person that has went through some stuff. And you're like, I'm surprised God saved me. I used to be in a gang, and I used to do this, and sell drugs, and all that other stuff. And it took one bold preacher, or one bold grandmother, whoever, and look at me now. Praise God. And I can understand that. But some of y'all, and you you have your, your congregation so warped. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I'm the same way too, brother. You're not. You've been saved since you were four. You didn't. Oh, my goodness. Bunch of novices. Bunch of novices. So. What gives? We live in a society where. You look at Facebook and Twitter accounts of pastors. They want to spend more time railing uh, for the, or well, advocating for the president, preaching against Democrats, um, constantly just complaining and moaning about how everything's wrong, and trying to be super detailed. But when they mess up, oh no! Don't upset the man of God. Like right now, Justin Peters. And I'm still waiting for his rebuttal. I still haven't seen it. But amazing, he, he he don't have a problem in defending himself. And then when we call him out and we give him proof, oh, where is he at? Maybe he's in church. Maybe he's waiting. Now, I'm not saying he... I, I don't know much about the guy, but someone like him who wants to talk crap about everybody, and we call you out, and I say, wait, it's me and many others. And you sit back and you don't humble yourself and say, you know what? I misspoke. Or I'm going to take the tweet down. Or I was sloppy here. That's fine. Great. I would love to hear that. But no, we got to keep this reputation up. I'm the man of God. I, I have the, I have uh, degrees. I, I'm, you know, I have a lot of people look up to me. I don't see any humility with these preachers. I see as a bunch of novices in suits who just read a, who just read a bunch of books uh, by people before them, and then they have a lot of head knowledge but no practical application. It's easy to be a, um, it's easy to try to be cool and, and, and hardcore on Twitter. But I would talk to Justin to his face. I would talk to anybody to their face if I disagree with them. I would debate if I had to. Whatever, however you want to, however you want to do it. I don't. Your concerns, your superstition, your fears, doesn't scare me. You can say I'm not saved. That's fine. A lot of people don't think I'm saved. And I don't give a crap. And a lot of you say, well, you're this and that because you're, you know, the Bible says this and the Bible says that. And so you're not really a Christian or you're, you're you know, I don't care what you have to say because you chose for whatever reason to be a Presbyterian or an independent Baptist fundamentalist, or a Church of Christ, or a Pentecostal, or a Methodist, or a Lutheran, or Episcopalian, or a Catholic. And here's the thing. You were either raised in it, 
or when you got converted, when you got saved, you just happened to go to that church or you got married to someone that influenced you to go to this church. My point is, I think you're just a bunch of novices. And all you've done was defend your positions against weak people. And once in a while, you'll come across and defend your position against someone who knows their stuff. So it'd be like um, an independent Baptist fundamentalist versus a uh, uh, Presbyterian. And so you debate within the Bible itself. But I've seen many people like y'all's that will go against an atheist or agnostic or true historian, a true historian or a scientist and get your butt handed to you. Mike Winger got his butt handed to him by Matt DeLillahanny from the Atheist Experience or whatever that show is out of Austin, Texas. I've seen a lot of debates and a lot of you guys are just getting your butts handed to you because you look at the scripture so narrow-minded, so so literal, and you're just getting your butts handed to you left and right. Bar Ehrman, I think he did a great job debating James White. And I think Bar Ehrman, you got to give him respect. He's been there and done that. He's studied. And he's got an open mind. No disrespect to James White. I think he's a, a brilliant guy, and I'll stick up for him, especially when, I remember last year when I had my old account, you know, I was in that, uh, uh, along with some other parody accounts, going against Stephen Anderson and many of his henchmen. You know, I, I got I got James White's back, but just looking at it, just just being a, um, you know, I understand there's a lot of James White fan, and you just want to support him. I look at it as, as I'm not a fan of anyone. I just want to see both sides. I felt Bart Ehrman brought up a lot of great stuff, and he makes makes some good points. So then, I'd say for you to read the Bible yourself, study yourself. Justin Peters isn't going to dictate my life. James White's not going to dictate my life. Dr. R. Ehrman's not going to dictate my life. And nobody on Twitter is going to dictate my life. I'm me. I'm not saying I can't be corrected or I can't, I'm not saying I can't learn anything. I'm simply saying is I'm not throwing all eggs into one basket as if fans of Paula White, she can do no wrong. Or fans of Beth Moore, she can do no wrong. Or James White or Joel Olstein. And basically what I'm trying to say is I'm not gonna elevate people and go, oh, but James White says, or oh, you know, Jimmy Swagger says. There's too many, there's too many people doing it. I looked at the Bible, I study it, look at the facts as best that we have them. And yeah, if it goes against orthodoxy, goes against mainstream, so what? So what? Think about it. Here, here's what atheists are leveling against us. If the Holy Spirit is so powerful, why so many divisions, especially in eschatology? You got pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, pan-trib. Everything's going to pan out in the end. Post-mill, pre-mill, amillennialism, preterism, preterism, full preterism coming out in 1965. So it's relatively new, less than 60 years. Trinity, oneness, lose your salvation, keep your salvation, Tula, free will, and the list can go on. Churches are, incorpor are incorporations, they're in businesses. Look in the yellow pages, the 51C3 incorporation status. So we've got this whole, your church is technically on paper, 
Jesus is not sovereign of your church. I'm talking about on paper. I understand that you don't think that, but I'm saying is on paper it is. Because apparently you don't know the tax code. And look at Form 1023, by the way, in the IRS, IRS form. So churches are incorporated, their businesses are in the yellow pages. Um, on paper, Jesus is not sovereign because it belongs to the state. Ask Lester Roloff, well, he's no longer here, but research Lester Roloff and his dealings in Texas. I think it's called People's Baptist Church. The whole corporation thing. You've got people confused about all sorts of things, and it's like, and, and, every, and everyone claims they have the Holy Spirit in them, and that's the messed up part, right? So either we got something wrong here in the Bible, maybe it's maybe it's allegory. Maybe maybe the Bible is nothing but a collection of Mesopotamian, Babylonian, Zoroastrianism, uh, Hellenistic Greek thought, and Judaism combined, and it's taken the best of the best. Because you go from gods and goddesses to one god. Didn't Abraham come out of that area, right? So he's going to be familiar with all the practices around that area. I think Genesis 12, right? And this is just the best of the best of the time. And if you notice, some of y'all, for example, Independent Baptist Fundamentals talk about the old paths. What the heck is an old path? Because they believe in something new. And I say new as in the pre-tribulation rapture. Before 1830, where do you find it? Now, there is some about 1744, but this guy kind of stumbled on it and he's like, well, this don't sound right. And he kind of corrected himself. But before 1830, can you show me where the pre-tribulation rapture is in doctrines and creeds and, and it was highly promoted? Nowhere, none, zip. But apparently they want to serve the old past. So is the old past in 1830? Did you knock the preterists for being a full preterist? They came out in 1965. And I didn't know for the last 2,000 years people were in suits. I didn't, you know, I mean, the way they talk, it's as if you do realize, even though you're against evolution, you have evolved too, just like science has evolved, medicine that you take has evolved, and and how Christianity and, and Judaism is, everything's evolved. But you don't see that. And no wonder why you're not winning the debates. And you're creating these novices for future these future generations of novices because you keep them dumb and you have some white guy who's got a belly and I'm talking about the IFB and uh, all they want to talk about how women should shut up and go bake a cake and how men are superior and how the word of God is the word of God and King James Bible is the greatest thing and that's another thing the 1611 really God evolved evolution to 1611 only what was 1611 before 1611? Oh, well, well, you know, God was just doing this. So, evolution. But they don't want to say that. Of course not. I joke and say that's 1984 and IV is God-inspired word, amen. Now, that obviously sounds nonsense to you if I was serious. But I can make the case. Their case is weak, by the way, the, the IFB, 1611. A lot of their texts is from the 9th and the 13th century, so, I mean, I don't know. Anywho, I'll wrap it up since we're getting to the 30-minute mark. point is, y'all forgot where you come from, babes in Christ. Don't expect Kanye West to know everything you know, because it took 20, 
10, 20 years to get where you're at, you, and it's too easy for people to do. You know so much, and you get ahead, you get ego, and you're like, hey, he's talking to Joel Osteen, I don't know if he's saved now. Your logic is not his, your, uh, your logic is not his logic. And I bet you at one time your logic was chasing after this pastor and that pastor who ended up, be, who ended up being wrong about things. Let Kanye West be. Let him make his own mistakes. Don't try to do the work of God. Too many people have studied so much, they get a, they get egotistic and they have a lot of head knowledge and they want to try to do the work for you. Stop. Stop. Don't force meat. Thank you.